Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to LOTL episode 49, coming up on big number 50 next week. Uh, thanks for listening, thanks for checking in, checking us out on SoundCloud or iTunes, whichever platform you're listening to us on. We are the All Things Cleveland podcast, living off the land. Uh, I'm your host, Dan. I'm here with uh, Jordan and Jimmy. As always, Jimmy is here. He is in the flesh. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. Well, hey there. It's been a while, guys. Gotta be honest. It's been a while. Alright. End the episode. <laughs> what was that? What was that? You've never heard Is that, that. uh <laughs> it's a good song. Stain. Stain, that's right. That's right. Forty seconds in and Jordan's already singing. That's okay. There's a lot that's more right. where that came from. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Alright. Uh so we're all good. How's everybody's week going? Pretty good. Pretty sure my computer's all messed up now, so that's always, always I, fun. I could I you know, I could tell you why. That's probably why, but we're a family-friendly show. Studying so. too much, that's it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit. We have a very special guest uh, today, tonight, I guess you could say. Uh, one of my closest friends from back in high school, uh, Jordan Hoffman from Downing, Columbus. What's up, Jordan? Oh, living off the bus? I don't know, that probably sounds like I'm homeless, so... <laughs> Oh, you know what I you know what I forgot? I totally I totally I totally forgot. Totally forgot to do it. <laughs> the pyro's going off. I'm following you. Okay. So what do we got going on here, guys? Okay, that was supposed to be a lot better than it was. That's my fault. Uh, I was supposed to play that song before I introed him, but oh. I don't know how to do things. So uh, Jordan and I <clears throat> were part of a uh, wrestling group back in the day. Wait, really? Yeah. So we had a we had a there was a wrestling federation on Facebook. Okay. Oh man. And uh, FWF. Facebook Wrestling Federation. Oh, wow. So what we would do is we would write scripts on how, like, wrestling shows would go, and we'd ha- we would each have our own characters. Oh, wow. You guys and are And we really were a tag team, and we were the tag team champs. Wow. Until he stabbed me in the back. Wait, really? Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that... no-showed. Yeah, it's, you know, whatever. I don't remember. But that was our intro Did song. go to class or something? Something. Yeah, so uh, that was our intro song. So I was supposed to play that before I introed him, but since I'm an idiot, um, it didn't happen correctly. It didn't quite go off the way I wanted it to. So are you still a tag team or what? No, this was like 10 years ago. Every <laughs> <laughs> time we talk, though, that's what, uh, that's what comes up. That, that's one of the comments that always comes up is, hey, man, we should do one more match. Yeah. And I honestly don't even know if that group is still around. Oh, um, I have no idea. Because I know it got hard to find eventually part about that was that there was a spelling error in the group title. It was actually the Fed-E-Asian, and that was the only <laughs> group because the 
it's just our parents. So wait, did you guys actually yeah. wrestle? No, no, no. Oh, this was all it was just fake. We were, we would just write scripts like, like wrestling is. Okay. You would make up a promo. Is this gonna? Uh, is it? You would make up a segment, and then you would. Uh, and then the so the, last part. the 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 like the people in charge, like the writers or whatever, would decide how the match would go based on oh. how how well we wrote our scripts. Okay. Yeah, I get it. That's cool. So. Um, yeah. So yeah. And they got all the girls, Jordan. Yes. They all, probably did. All the girls. Well, I mean, you know, Jordan's married. And, Pretty much. And has no, not that Jordan. Pretty much. I mean, I'm not. And that, but. yeah, that is true. So, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Jordan's married. He's got a kid. And then Jordan, do you want to? Uh, do you got any news that you want to? Ooh. Round of applause. Breaking news here on LOTL. We're breaking news. So, congratulations. Congrats. Uh, Give Leslie my best. And uh, we're sending an LOTL shirt. Yeah. A little baby onesie. I'm down. We'll wrap it in the bus. That's right. In the bus. Oh, okay. So, speaking of C bus, uh, Jordan. Lives down in Columbus, so this is kind of going to be a Columbus flavor. So I know we say that we're the all things Cleveland podcast, but we like to branch out every now and then. It's kind of like what we did with our What's Happening segments, uh, where we kind of tackle different topics. And today is going to be more of a Columbus flavor. So I wanted to have uh, Jordan on here and uh, kind of give his perspective. He's lived in Cleveland and Columbus. Well, wasn't it Columbus first, then Cleveland, and then moved back to Columbus? Yep. Uh, came up to Cleveland, Strongsville. Uh, go Mustangs. Go Mustangs. After, uh, green, green and white, let's fight. In uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, went to the Superior I-75 school of the University of Toledo. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. This is the second time I'm getting triggered in this episode. Is this the Trigger Dan episode? I think so. Oh, yes. I warned you. He did warn us. If you follow us on Twitter. He did. Well, he did yeah. warn us. It's just, uh, yeah. Okay. May I interrupt here? Uh, having two Jordans on the show might be confusing, so let's refer to Gordon. I was yes. going to say Gordon or Gonzalez Frowny Face. Frowny Face from his Twitter. Oh, L- oh, yeah. Which what is it? Is it L? Let's just say L-, L. Gonzalez. No. Okay. What is it? I like Gordon. It's Jordo Gonzo. Right, we'll call him. Just call me Gordon. I like Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, but that's still really close to Jordan. Jordan it's Gordon. Very different though. Gonzo. Okay, is. whatever. Okay, Gonzo. For, for Dan, I know it'd be easy to call me just Hawkey or Hoffer, and I'm good with you. Oh yeah, we can oh, just call him. Let's, just, let's just never say Jordan. Yeah. Let's just say different things. Gons, Gons and Hoff. Gonzo and Hoff. Uh, huh? Jimmy Meister. Jimothy. Jimothy. You're definitely Jimothy. Oh, that works too. And uh, I'm a. Uh, I don't know. Danny Chevy. Danny Chevy. Danny. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I told them about that a couple weeks ago. Ford F one fifty, it is yeah. okay. Right. Uh, so, so going more with the uh, Columbus vibe, uh, Jordan Gonzalez. What are we drinking tonight? We are drinking 
uh, <coughs> Columbus Brewing Company's IPA. Uh, it's one of their more popular beers, and it's readily available in Cleveland. Um, there's only, yeah, well, they'll get some good, they'll get seasonals from Columbus up here, uh, and there's a couple other, I think, uh, flagship beers from Columbus you can get, but the IPA is the big one that I, I see all the time up here. Um, and yeah, it's obviously, obviously Columbus based, but it's, it's a great IPA. Dan even said he likes it. And if you know him, he's not a huge IPA fan. It's pretty, I'm slowly coming around. It's very smooth. Um, it's, it's not, it's not as smooth as like a hazy IPA or some of those other ones, but it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's because my palate's changing and like, no, my drinkability of this, of these are, it's very, it's very drinkable. It's very drinkable. Uh, like compared to you, you know, compared to Commodore Perry or some of the some Cleveland IPAs, it's it's much much smoother and and uh, not as not as as you describe it, pine solly. Pine solly, <laughs> piney <laughs> fresh. Yeah, no, it's a great, very famous beer in Ohio, and uh, it's very good. I get it from time to time. It's it's a good one. Hoff, are you an IPA fan? painting my kitchen um what i've found from you guys is uh i think i'm the only dark beer fan maybe oh uh on a regular basis yeah probably yeah but, I, but yeah I, i'm not against drinking a nice stout like we had a couple weeks ago uh we had platforms is it their newest stout? um no it's their it's their seasonal uh it's their bent arrow dry irish stout so it, it yeah. comes out every uh saint patrick really good season. It, it's it's like a it's like a crafty Guinness. It's really good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. So, but, but no, yeah, for me, I mean, I'm uh, I'm very cheap, um, so I know that I probably can't bring a ton to the craft beer discussion. But uh, when I do go special, I do tend to either enjoy uh, a darker beer or uh, even uh, a fruitier beer. Oh. I'm a big fan of uh, berries and. Uh, oh, are you are you a fan of? Are you a fan of like uh, sour sour beers? Um, a little bit. I mean, I like anything that'll have like a citrusy bite. Because, because um, those are yeah, because those um, or definitely anything uh, dark, uh, almost syrupy. I like a syrupy beer. When when I uh, when I went to Saucy yes. a couple weeks ago, and uh, we took that tour. Yeah. Uh, he gave us tasting of a couple beers mm-hmm. that aren't out yet. Oh, he he uh, let us try a sour, like a, a fruity sour. Incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Well, saucy. They're uh, I think it's called Fruit Punch or what's it called? Something Punch yeah. IP or uh, sour. It, was, it wasn't that. It was OK, because that one's that one's really good. Yeah, it was something different. It sour. actually it, it's the beer that won that. You know how they Cleveland.com did that? Oh, yeah. Uh, they do the. the so comp, so they, did, they did the they do voting and then they actually had like, you know, whatever they called. Uh, right experts or whatever tasting the beer to be like the final vote right and right. that's the beer that won them the best brewery in cleveland so saucy's coming down to columbus i don't know if you uh if you heard that oh jordan. yeah you can try saucy now jordan it's a good brewery. matt, matt Schubeck. do you remember matt Schubeck from high school uh very vague he's one of the uh partners at saucy oh wow yeah so yeah, you would like saucy, I think. Uh, it's 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 very good. They have a lot of porters. They have a lot of dark beers right now too. 
nice dark syrupy shandy sound, anything like that yes all right felt like a shandy day out there today oh i know we they got did. we got yeah, we just got a crazy <laughs> storm <clears throat> just oh, now we're getting it now so yeah if you hear any uh yeah Right. That's all right. No worries. No worries. Uh, so, just a couple of housekeeping notes uh, before we get into our episode. Uh, check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. Uh, just posted Steve's newest blog uh, on March Madness coming up. Uh, he does a March Madness as a whole, and then he does kind of a Mac preview, Mac tournament preview, and then the Max outlook on March Madness as a whole. So uh, any of our Mac listeners, people who went to Mac schools, which all, which three of the four did, Jordan uh, Gonzalez went to Cleveland State. So, um, Loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I mean, they're not really good right now, but out of uh, the four of us, they've got the best uh, track record as far as the NCAA tournament in recent years. That's right. So... Um, give it up, give it up to the Vikes. And they probably have one of the more notable NBA players. Yeah. That's right, right now. And From Norris Cole, Norris Cole, right now. who's he playing for? Uh, I, last he was with the Whoa. Pelicans. From he's what kind I of, he's he kind of, around. he's kind of in decline yeah. right like now. Flo- yeah. But in his prime, he was on those Miami Heat championship teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he was a, be- a role player. Yeah, like a legit role player. So uh, anyway, Jordan, uh, just real quick, if you want to, just kind of go through. Uh, you know, your background, uh, I, I'm interested to hear uh, your take on living in Cleveland versus living in Columbus. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of just go from there. But uh, let our listeners know kind of a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like I said, um, I was actually born in Michigan. Uh, so, I'll pause now for some booze. Ooh. All right. Hey, I'm cool with Michigan. Um, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Barbecue, Memphis. Uh, oh. Can't go wrong there. No. And sweet tay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, moved up to Strongsville, where I was uh, uh, end of middle school and all of high school. Met Dan. Uh, it's actually what got me into hockey, which. Uh, Meeting me? The old BJ's. The beach. Yes. I know you've got the you've got the OBJ. I've got the CBJ. That's right. Uh, went to again, like I said, the Superior I seventy five school, University of Toledo. Whatever. Uh, how many years? When, when's the last time did, did you guys beat us in football? Uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a lot of years since we beat you guys in anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doubting that. I, don't, I, have no, I have no defense for that. That's what I thought. Um, and then uh, followed my uh, high school and college sweetheart, who actually uh, uh, I met um, when I lived in Westerville. Uh, she was the niece of the woman across the street from us, so I've known my wife since uh, we were four. Um, but we were dating in uh, college and high school. Since he was I a wee mullet. A wee mullet. Since he was a wee mullet. Oh, yes. No mullet anymore. It's actually more of a mohawk kind of thing. Yeah, I know. What the heck? Going with the crazy hair. <laughs> Jordan used to have a mullet. 
Like when when I say oh, mullet, really? like, like legit, legit mullet, like huh? legit business up front party in the back. Oh wow, impressive. I have a uh, picture. I'll send it to you guys. But uh, back from uh, I think it was a lantern meeting, which I oh gosh, shout out to the lantern way back when made the yearbook. You know what he's talking about? The lantern, the Strongsville paper. Yeah, never read it once. Me and Jordan wrote for the lantern. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. Never wrote. No, never read it once. Yep. Yeah. Never bought a lunch from well, the cafeteria ones. Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it I mean, one year it was literally just like the senior wills. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was so, one issue. Jimmy, Jimmy just told me he never bought lunch in high school. Not one time. Like, I didn't like per- a whole didn't, bunch, because, I mean, I, I packed just about every day, but uh, I was still fat and uh, cheap enough to eat a fish sandwich at the end of the day when I had eight period lunch. No, <laughs> I did not purchase one item. Oh, man. Not even a Mexican... With cheese or right. A with a bun? Oh, they never. With a bun? With a bun? they made sure to tell you that. A rib BQ? No. Uh, or, or what about Bosco Stick Friday? Nope. The only the only time I ever gave it a thought that maybe I'd buy lunch was for Nacho Grande, but still never did. Oh, jeez. Never did. Come on, man. Mexican pizza? Respect. Uh, Respect, see, Jordan. I think growing uh, up in middle school I did. But I don't know about that. <laughs> Not sure about Mexican pizza. Yeah, we're going down a rabbit hole. So, okay. Yeah, back to whatever you were saying, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't yeah, so followed uh, my wife back to Columbus, where I've been ever since... Rink, which really got me, um, you know, back in with my hockey roots. Uh, actually, was a general manager of the Chipotle uh, here. Yeah. Town. And then uh, from there, I'm now currently a professional ding dong dasher uh, as a UPS driver. A professional Doug Heffernan. I was going to say, I have a question yes. for you. Are, you. are you a big fan of uh, King of Queens or what? Yes, I was actually going to. Uh, that was going to be one of my triggers on Dan, or at least to see if anyone would catch it. I was going to talk about uh, uh, how ever since moving to Columbus, me and my pal Deacon just hang out and we talk sports. <laughs> and, uh, married above uh, above my attractiveness. Yeah. And with I'm, my dad in the basement. I was going to say, is your wife's dad living with you too, or what? Oh yeah, it's it's an adventure every day at this household. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? No. Oh God! Uh, wow! Yeah. I was gonna say because I, I was gonna see I was gonna see how many hints I needed to drop before you could pick up that I was making a King of Queens. Right oh now. yeah, I would have picked it up right away. It's one of my favorite shows. But uh, no, but like but like everything you were saying, you were like, uh, you know, a professional ding dong ditcher. You outkicked your coverage as far as your marriage, uh, which you know I know both of those things are true. And then you're like, and then I fight with my dad in the basement. What? Low blow to say that your wife is more attractive than you? I'm sorry. Okay, no, that's actually pretty accurate. I'm, I'm <laughs> I was, was going to say. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's cool. I, I, I love the fact that you were a manager at Chipotle. I, I love seeing those pictures on Twitter of you just hanging out at Chipotle. That's, that's, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Actually, Jordan, I do have a question for you. 
because uh, the place I work at, I always see UPS drivers, FedEx, they always drop off packages, and I'm the one who signs for them, and they always ask for my name, and they never, like, really understand what it is. Do you remember, like, people's last names when they have to sign for it? Like, what's the what's the protocol there? Because I never understood it. They always ask me, like, so oh, what's I'll your let, name? I'll let you in on a trade secret. Uh, I do want to know the answer to this question. Now. I face this, too, uh, at my job. It's called uh, Commercial Inside Release, and so it'll populate the, uh, the last name that we get most often, It'll actually oh. go with the last three. So as long as you say something that sounds like it, um, they probably pick that one because you're the one that usually signs for it or you sound similar enough to the one that usually signs for it. Makes sense. Um, one of the, the drivers that actually was my driver, I met him because he was my driver at Chipotle. Um, I'd been working with UPS for a year, and he pulled me aside one time. He goes, uh, just so you know, you're still signing for packages every now and then at Chipotle. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Interesting. At, at one point, we were so short-staffed, I was working like six days a week, and so I was the guy that was signing for like all of the packages. So I'm sure my name stayed in the top three for quite some time. Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. I was going to say, I just scribble on the notepad. There's no way they could even yeah. decipher it at all. So, so uh, yeah, insider as, secret. As long as they hear something, they sound close. Refresh my memory. Uh, how? When did you move to Columbus? Um, so that was actually right after high, or uh, sorry, college. Um, okay, all the that's what I thought. Coming together, so that was yeah. Directly left Toledo, um, lived actually with Leslie's parents um, for a little bit until we moved uh, into a condo. Uh, we've since bought a house. We were in uh, a couple different condos, and now we live uh, just northwest um, of the outer belt of two seventy. So we're so we're suburbanites, but uh, you right. know, still close enough to know. <laughs> the bus. <laughs> the bus. Uh, so let, Lumbus. Yeah. People go with Lumbus. Lumbus? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. No, it's, it doesn't roll. It doesn't roll. Wait, they really call it Lumbus? Um, I think part of it was an inside joke, maybe. Okay. Was, uh, okay. Blue Jackets, there was something that someone was trying to make that like a, a shortened term of endearment. And yeah, sea bus is normally what I hear. It's not uh, quite as catchy as the land, but uh, it works. Interesting. That takes you around. Uh, I think it's like campus area, OSU or something. At least you're not <laughs> stupid Golden State who copies us and calls himself the city. Yeah, that's annoying. I think that's actually original though. I think they've had that, but they yeah, definitely but, played yeah, on it. They they never like could, like they never used it. Afterwards. Yeah, they never used it until like yeah, till the land. Till we beat them, they got jealous and they started like calling themselves a city. Rotten Golden State. Just dumb. Anyway, like it. We say the land because right, land right. is in the name of our city. Like, go, like Golden State's in Oakland. Like, call yourselves right. the Oak, because you can't call yourselves the land because we did that. that. Trademark it, Dan. That's right, bro. Do, do it. Roll. Start a clothing company. One for Columbus, that was a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Um, but uh, apparently, the guys that it's a, a fan a fan club, uh, Blue Jackets, like the fan backers, call themselves the Arch City. Interesting. Right. People were like, we've never, we've never heard of that for St. Louis, and it was just some small fact that they found that Columbus at one point was, um, you know, kind of referred to it as that, and so they adopted that because that was a head scratcher for me for the longest time. I'm like, that doesn't seem like that is appropriate for Columbus, but it is that evidently. 
So, uh, obviously, you know, we're the All Things Cleveland podcast, um, and we've got you in, you're from Columbus, uh, but you've also lived in Cleveland. So, I kind of want to, just for a couple minutes here, kind of your take uh, on living in Columbus versus living in Cleveland. Um, well, we don't have the beautiful shoreline that uh, the land does, so we don't have the fun of the flats, um, but we do have the arena district, which is uh, kind of, I would say, something similar where you've got a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, bars, restaurants, places yeah. to hang out, right. um, that for a while wasn't um, the place to go. Um, you know, I remember you guys were talking about how, you know, the flats got revitalized and, you know, in many ways it's kind of become that place to hang out. Um, and the arena district is definitely that uh, for Columbus, so we do have that. Um, uh, the heartbreak in sports is definitely real in both cities. I think yeah. that's a, more of just a broad Ohio aspect rather than a right. city aspect. Yeah, you could take um, that down to Cincinnati too. Yeah, yeah, you can throw them in there. Them in their saucy spaghetti chili. Ugh, nasty. Ugh, ugh. We have a <laughs> we have a, we uh, have a skyline up here near where I used to live, and I lived near it for three years and didn't go there once. That's impressive. We had one in BG too, but they turned that into a uh, nightclub. (laughs) Yes. They literally turned a Skyline Chili into a nightclub. Was it a standalone building? No, it was not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it was in a strip. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, no. Have a drive-thru at a (laughs) have a drive-thru at a at a nightclub. Yeah, you can get some drinks. You can get some drinks to go. Yeah, some drinks and some party vibes. Yeah. (laughs) They bought it. But you'd you'd have to go in a car. You wouldn't be able to walk up. It's not a walkthrough, it's a drive-thru. Um but yeah, like like you know, you were saying before I threw you off the tracks there. Let's pull her back on the tracks. A lot lot of similarities. I mean you've got your you've got your downtown um, you've got your fun districts to hang out in, and um, uh, for my aspect, I mean, I'm, I've always been more of a suburbanite rather than actually in the city, um, but you have that where, I mean, it seems like you're getting little burrows almost uh, in both places, and yep. I know you guys talked about that, where each city is almost becoming like its own little burrow, and I think there's definitely um, aspects of that in yeah. this as well, where you've got uh, little places popping up, is becoming more popular and uh, kind of getting their own identity as well. So what are like, uh, so in Cleveland, you know, we have like our borough areas are like Ohio City, Tremont, Gordon Square, you know, those type areas. What would be those similar areas in Columbus? Oh, um, well, I mean, you've definitely got, you know, your, your downtown, um, you got your Arena district uh, campus. I mean, if you say campus, everybody yeah. knows that's it. Yeah, that, so that's, that's yeah. That's really almost its own city. It's, yeah, uh, really. quite frightening. I, I delivered uh, during move-in week. Uh, oh God! Because there was just excess mattresses and a whole bunch of stuff. So literally, I had uh, 40, 40 to fifty stops, and it took me eight hours. Wow! Just because of traffic, and frankly, I don't know anything about downtown uh, as far as like driving around campus. So I mean, yeah. I was going by my but just trying to avoid hitting people yeah. as uh, masses of humanity are just crossing the street in front of you. It's insane. It's it's a major city within a major city, which is it crazy. Is, it truly is. Like have you have you guys been down to Ohio State? 
Yeah, uh, briefly, but yeah, not it's, like it's insane. Know, it's it's very big. Insane. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, but and, and what frightens me is we have an entire center in my building that delivers to that area, and like actually right in the middle of downtown. I mean, there are some streets that I go down in Dublin and Marysville, and like you yeah, know, places far out from the city where I'm like, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to go down this street. I've delivered there a couple times, and literally you've got cars parked on either curb yep. and you gotta like scout ahead to see if anybody else is coming oh yeah that that you're describing lakewood pretty much yeah yeah that's how lakewood is. I, I, i'm gonna go down this street and i'm bigger than you so if you right. run back up and get out of the way that's yeah. fine but uh, i've got i've got work to do yeah exactly you're bigger than any vehicle that's coming down that road <clears throat> so cool uh so so what then would be like i know you're gonna do a review for us of a uh Columbus spot uh, that that you've gone to, but give us like maybe one or a couple of your like favorite Columbus hotspots downtown. Whether that's a brewery, a bar, a coffee shop, you know, just you know. Yeah, uh, so I mean downtown. Uh, when you think of uh, you know Blue Jackets games, Arena District, the names that are going to come up are going to be uh, the Three Legged Mayor and uh, definitely the R Bar. Those are your big. Uh, hockey-specific, almost, uh, uh, bars downtown. Um, I mean, we're getting in on the brewing scene. You've got um, Land Grant. You've got, um, obviously, Ohio Brewing, or Columbus Brewing, sorry. Yep. Um, and places like that. Um, you really can't go wrong, honestly. I mean, especially downtown in the Arena District and places like that. I mean, everything that's popping up, you're, you're going to want to give it a try, at the very least. Yeah, so is the new... Columbus Crew Stadium going to be in the Arena District? Yes. Um, I haven't actually looked up the specifics on where, but that's yeah. one of the big things is that with uh, yeah, that I think... update happening. Uh, because right now it's uh, off of 71 by you know, the fairgrounds. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of off and away it's... from uh, the big uh, district and the big downtown area that you know is flourishing and blocking. So it's a, a great idea, I think, to really bring that in. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, I think that's one of the, yeah, walking distance of each other. So you've got that scene that brings everybody together. I just wanted to add, like, I think that's so key to, to culture in a downtown area. When you have all the stadiums together, you really help. You just you just bring more people downtown, and right. and then bars start coming in around, and you have a whole district like. You see that in Cleveland is one of the best examples, in my opinion. It's honestly a bummer that the Browns <laughs> Stadium is is a little farther away, but even that isn't far. Yeah. Like you could walk there if you needed to, and or you could take an Uber or, or even the trains go by there. So, you know, I've been to uh, Kansas City is a perfect example of a terrible city that has no no setup like that. Oh I yeah, mean, they so they have yeah. like, like all their stadiums are like are all, each other right. but it's all pavement around that. Right. So the the Arrowhead Stadium and then whatever the name of the Royals baseball Coffin. stadium, they're right next to each other, yeah. but they're literally in the middle of nowhere. Right. There is not one bar, there is not one restaurant within walking distance, not even remotely in walking distance. It's just a giant yeah. slab of concrete. Um 
you know, that, that just kills the atmosphere in my opinion. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I think that would be awesome if the crew could move downtown to the arena district or at least near it, because that would just help build that culture. You know? Yeah. So I think I saw, a, I saw a city map, um, and they kind of mapped out where the new, uh, stadium district's going to go. And it's, it's right off the highway and it's near, right near the, uh, uh, the Clippers stadium. So I don't. I'm not too familiar with Columbus. I don't know where that is in relation to everything else. Yeah, from but what I'm seeing, it's uh, actually going to be a little bit west of the current arena district. But yeah, I forgot to mention that yeah. you've got uh, the Clippers playing downtown too in Huntington Park. I mean, literally, it's all right there. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and the new I, the new Crew Stadium, it's they're going to build like their own little district down there. So it's not just going to be a stadium. They're building uh, retail spots. They're going to build. Uh, I, th- I even think they're going to build residences, like apartment complexes. They're going to build uh, restaurant bar areas, like all different kinds of stuff. So, they, I mean, they're going all big, out. That's the biggest thing I've noticed downtown is that you've got so many housing uh, development uh, oh, projects yeah. going on. That's happening you know, in Cleveland, too. It's, it's Accommodate the people that want to be right in the middle of it. Yeah, that's happening in Cleveland, too. It's wild. It's wild. Like, how many apartment complexes are going up downtown and around downtown? It's It's crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, just, uh, a couple other things that I wanted to hear from you before we kind of get into our normal topics. Uh, so you might've mentioned this briefly, but tell us a little bit about working at the, uh, at the rink for the, for the Blue Jackets. Um, so, uh, that was another, uh, backtrack for Dan and I was, we actually both worked at the Strongsville, uh, ice rink together. Um, and, uh, coming back to Columbus and needing another job to keep me going. I got back into my roots of uh, hanging out at the ice rink, being a ring rat. Um, but my, my favorite part of that, I think, was we actually ran the practice facility uh, for the Blue Jackets, which is connected to Nationwide Arena, the Ice Toss, H-A-U-S. Yes, we spelled it like that. Um, <laughs> but the coolest part of that was just the, the interaction that you got Obviously, that's where I actually got to drive a Zamboni uh, ice resurfacer for the first time because the rest of the rinks we used Olympia, which is the Canadian version of the Zamboni. Boo. Um, downtown, <laughs> the American superior Zamboni. That's right. Not to interrupt, what would Tony Maletti say about the uh, Canadian version of the ice cutter? <laughs> yeah. That's an inside joke. I'm it would, sorry. It would, give him, it would give him heartburn, probably. I know. He'd have to have one of those. Yeah, he'd have to get one of those burgers. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Tim Hortons, eh? that they had locked themselves <laughs> out, uh, so we'd have to let them back in. Um, but I've actually uh, had conversations with, I think, uh, he's now the Islanders coach, uh, I believe, Barry Trotz. Oh, cool. Um, and then uh, hanging out with players. Uh, I talked with Derek McKenzie, who was a former Blue Jacket. His kids were just uh, hanging out, skating on the ice. I got to sit down and have a nice little conversation with him. And uh, probably one of my favorite 
eyes or anything. And I'm vacuuming, and uh, I hear the door opening up. And I thought it was just, you know, someone who worked at the rink coming through. And instead, I get Jared Bull head to toe in hockey gear walking through, and I just kind of look <laughs> up, and he catches me off guard. And I go, oh, you're practicing over here today. And he looks at me and then like looks over his shoulder like he's genuinely confused. <laughs> and he goes, uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Were they really practicing over there? Uh, he was. Because oh. um, normally, uh, if we didn't have the whole team, we had what we'd call uh, injured player ice. So oh, guys got were rehabbing injuries or not skating full contact with the team would come over and shoot pucks or work on right. whatever they needed to work on to rehab. Right. No, that's awesome. Uh so, when I knew you in high school, and obviously, you know, we've stayed in touch since then, but you were a big Red Wings fan. That is true. Did that just um, change because you moved to Columbus and started working at the rink there? Like, Yeah, that was a big factor. Um, it was kind of weird because when I first moved down here and, you know, was still around the team, it was, it was a 1A, 1B situation where... You know, I still was a Red Wings fan. I still cheered for him, but I like—I wanted Columbus to succeed. Um, but then working with the organization, being you know a part of the team uh, in a sense, um, I definitely felt that come to a head. And uh, it's sad because I still remember the day when I finally really converted to full CBJ fandom. It was uh, a game between the Red Wings and the Blue Jackets uh, for I think the number one spot in the conference. Like, both teams were doing real well that year. Uh, it was in Columbus, I want to say, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of even turned to one of my managers, and I'm like, you know what? I think for, like, the first time in my life, I could really say, you know, I'm, I'm fully behind the jackets on this. And in true Ohio fashion, they got curb stomped, like, 9-2 to two or something. <laughs> uh, and went into, like, almost a four- or five-game, like, tailspin after that so it was it was a rude awakening but uh definitely working with the team being part of the organization being around it um definitely pulled me in so i'm curious um if we're good to move on to a little blue jackets talk or did we want to yeah 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 okay we can. yeah we can go right into i that. um sure so i i did some research uh on them jordan and i'm curious your thoughts so my roommate's actually a diehard Blue Jackets fan, so he's always watching the games, and he um, he he's likes a them a lot. He's a diehard BJ. Uh, <laughs> he's also an Ohio State fan because that's where he went to school, and and he's he's from Southern Ohio. Uh, but anyways, so he was that against him. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's right. You're yeah, that's right. You're from Michigan. Um, but anyways, uh, so I wanted to get your opinion. So he was telling me that at the time, which was about three days ago uh, or four days ago, they it looked like the Blue Jackets have a good chance to make the wild card slot, but that the whole their whole division is kind of close right now. Um, and I know they had a big win over Pittsburgh over the weekend. I want to get your thoughts. Um, what do you think their chances are looking with, uh, or I'm sorry, what do you think their chances are with the playoffs on the horizon right now? Like, do you think they're going to make it? And if so, do you think they stand a chance to move, you know, to do a run? Or, or do you think it's going to be they'll go out in the first round? You know, what are your, what are your thoughts? Well, that was definitely the biggest question coming in, uh, especially at the trade deadline. Um, which was very surprising, I think, even for some Blue Jackets fans, um, because Columbus, uh, it, it's a very Jekyll and Hyde team, kind of like how Dan would uh, describe.
describe the Indians. Oh, he really does listen. He really does listen to the podcast. And that's the hardest part right now. Um, Because like you said, right now we're actually in the second wild card spot, um, which would put us up against Tampa Bay. And if you know anything about uh, hockey right now, yeah, they're the Tampa Bay in the first round is not what they're they're the the leaders. Yeah, fifteen points ahead of everyone in the league. It'd be like going up against the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 hockey's Golden State Warriors. Um, You know, not so much with the trade collusion, but they're just bad. (laughs) Right. Um, But that's the funny thing is that. uh, Every game right now, we've played 70. There's 82 in the season, so you've got 12 games now, and every night feels like a playoff game because in order to get into the playoffs, you're fighting teams that are four points, five points. I mean, right now, the Metro Division, which has Washington, New York, and Pittsburgh ahead of the Jackets right now, um, we're only separated by eight points. So that's four games, and basically... It's not out of reach for the Jackets to get back to the top. I personally probably don't see that happening, um, but I would not be surprised to see them definitely make a wild card, or even if we can get a couple more points or a couple more games in a row here, uh, getting into that third spot uh, that Pittsburgh currently resides in is not out of reach. Um, I'm actually really happy that uh, we did this week um, for me to be on the show because if I was on last week, you'd probably hear a much more depressed, uh, <laughs> angsty version of me. <laughs> yeah. looking, uh, it's like jo- very good. It's like Jordan whenever we record uh, on a night where the Rockets lose. Yeah, <laughs> true. But um, definitely coming off of the Pittsburgh game, as uh, Jordan mentioned, and then even uh, a couple nights ago against Boston, who they themselves had like a 19-game point streak, I think. Wow. Um, So they were either winning or at least taking teams to overtime. Um, We had a a 5-to-1 lead in the second period, and you're thinking, great, this is looking awesome. This is the team I know and the team I want to see. And going into the third, it was 5-to-4, and you're almost thinking, no, it's going to happen again. It's going to be that night where everything should be going your way, and somehow we're going to find a way to – uh, snatched defeat from the very jaws of victory. So, basically, with the trade deadline move that we made in picking up, um, Matthew Shane was the biggest name from the Ottawa Senators, uh, as well as uh, a linemate and teammate of his in Ryan Zingle, who actually went to Ohio State. So Zinglemeister. Guys here in Columbus. Um, seeing them finally kind of coming together, especially during that Boston game, they had a very nice setup. Uh, Zingle behind the net to Duchesne, who buries at top corner. Um, you finally get that sense that the, the guys that we brought in at the trade deadline um, are finally coming together, and you're finally getting to see some of that team that you know that they can be, um, and you're hoping that that just carries forward and that you trend forward going toward the playoffs. So uh, the guys that they picked up, the guys that they picked up at the at the uh, trade deadline, um, were those were those big time moves? Were those like moves like they made like okay, we're going for it? Yeah. Um, so the term the term that Yarmo uh, Kekalainen um, put out there was all in. Um, this is a move that, like I said, surprised some Jackets fans because it's not like we were sitting atop the division. Um, you know, we've been kind of in that second and third metro spot or even the first or second wild card. But I think when you 
look at what could have happened because you've got uh, Artemi Panarin, who had been kind of the focal point of this team on an expiring contract, and the swirling, you know, is he going to sign, is he going to leave? You want to make sure that you're getting something going forward. Um, he was not willing to trade him unless he got, you know, exactly what he wanted for him, and none of those offers came. Um, so from that, you say, well, you know, if we can't get what we want, we're going to go out and get the pieces that we think we can ride um, to the playoffs. Uh, part of his uh, explanation on that is, you know, first-round victory is not the goal. Um, Blue Jackets are the only team, I believe, in the NHL that has never gone past the first round. Yeah. And so this is a move made to not only do that and try to push forward. Um, right. At the time, you know, I wasn't quite seeing that as, you know, this is going to make us a Stanley Cup contender, but after watching a few games and watching the guys come together, seeing how scary of a team we can be when things are all firing on the same cylinders, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if we get in, um, we could definitely at least get that first round, and, you know, once you get into the playoffs, it's chaos. I mean, right. It's, Riding a hot goaltender, which especially yes, is on especially in hockey, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know it's a series, it's riding momentum, it's getting you know greasy goals. Um, you know it's it's all about just fighting. It's all about those greasy goals, man. I've never heard that term, but I like it. Oh, those were my specialty back in uh, high school. Greasy <laughs> goals. Butt in front of the net. Yep. Knocked in all the rebounds. Him and Kerwin. Nice. Him and Kerwin were the garbage men. Yep. Well, that's because usually you weren't hearing his name. You were hearing the puck slam across, uh, against the board on an errant shot. Yep. <laughs> 24 uh, square feet. Couldn't hit any of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so uh, what what would your be your overall prediction with the crew? Do you think they get into the playoffs, and then how far do you <clears> think they're going to go? Uh, well, the crew season just started. Not crew. Blue I'm Jackets. sorry, Blue Jackets. <laughs> I would say, uh, Dumb. <laughs> Yep. I could have let that go. I just wasn't going. No, correct me. <laughs> um, I definitely think um, you know if they keep if they keep up the pace they're playing right now. If we can see the team that you know beat the Penguins and beat the Bruins, be the regular you know Blue Jackets instead of the getting shut out by some of the worst teams in the league. Um, I, I could see this as a team that's at least going to get past the first round, um, and I. I don't want to put out that bold prediction hot take, uh, but I, I'd like to see him get to the Eastern Finals. Because yeah. um, I think you, you ride a wave of emotion if you finally get that monkey off your back of getting past the first round. And seeing them play the, the Islanders, the Caps, and Pittsburgh this season, whoever's in that second spot, I think we can take them in the seven-game series. Um, you, know, you might not always get them that night, but stretch that same team across a seven-game series, and I could definitely see them getting past now, at least that round. So I, then you're facing, oh, gosh, probably Toronto, I would say, or, uh, well, Tampa, unless unless Tampa Bay just meet, grinds everybody in their way, you're probably looking at Tampa Bay or Toronto, I would say, in the, the West or Eastern Finals. I, not to bring up a bad memory, I really do, I feel bad doing this, but isn't it true that no, Columbus... No, I do. I don't. I don't hate the the jackets. 
Isn't it true that the Jackets had a 2-0 lead on Pittsburgh last year? Uh, Washington. And oh, it was Washington. Was, uh, That's right. That was awful because yeah. as a Blue Jackets fan, um, you know, we were, we were riding high because you take both away games. They were both away games. That's the thing. Right, they right. in Washington. Um, Grubauer was actually the goalie that went into the playoffs for them. Uh, the Jackets won both those games, got Grubauer pulled, and Holtby, uh, Brayden Holtby came in, and he had been kind of slumping during the season and basically never looked back. When he started game three, um, he didn't look back, and the Caps rode him, and obviously great production from Ovechkin. Well, great players. Uh, then um, they, they end up winning. Yeah, that was tough. Well... <laughs> I mean, I feel like it might help a little, you know, knowing that they ended up being the champions that year. Like, that, nobody was stopping the Caps that year. But, um, no, but that probably hurt at the time. I mean, I remember my roommate was pretty bummed about it. But. Oh, it still hurts because, yeah. you know, it, it's, uh, it's the erosion of your uh, optimism. You know, you come off of two games in D.C. and you're thinking, we could sweep, you know, how crazy would that be? We could finally get that first round win and then game three you lose in overtime off of kind of a fluky goal and you're like right. okay well you know they were going to get one you know they're a good team and then the series gets tied and then the caps go up and then all of a sudden you're just looking at it and what what happened like yeah. all of a sudden you just you don't know right right <laughs> you're wondering right. what happened to that two two game lead that you had bringing it back home and not being able to Man, I tell you what, two game leads in seven game series or, or not, they're they're a little scary sometimes. Well, especially in hockey. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hockey, hockey is the one sport where you know, obviously, in any sport, you want home, you want home court, home ice, whatever you, you know, whatever, what, right, or what have you. But um, I, I feel like hockey more than any other sport, like home ice doesn't mean a whole lot, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, like like yeah. maybe in a decisive game seven, but. I don't know. I've I've seen the past few years uh, teams went on the road consistently in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's more so NBA that the home court is so important. NBA more yeah. than any, anything else probably. Yeah, maybe yeah. football, I would say. Yeah, yeah. football. Because yeah. I would say baseball, it's almost irrelevant. Baseball, it's like hockey. It's, it's, like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's almost irrelevant home in baseball. Might, yeah. Like, it just so doesn't it, matter. It, that's interesting. I, I would be interesting to, interested sometime to – Maybe dive into the psychology mm-hmm. of that, but mm-hmm. obviously we don't have time today. Um, Jordan, are you much of a crew fan? Um, so I, I feel like a bad, uh, I don't know if it'd be Columbusian or Columbus. I've actually never been to Crew Stadium. I've been what? to Crew Games, but that was back when they were playing in the shoe. Oh. Uh, back when I actually played soccer, um, I had a coach that either had tickets or somehow had. Uh, tickets available so i went with him a few times but yeah i've never been to crew stadium i actually had tickets for the home opener this year um yeah i know (laughs) i wasn't able to take him i tried i tried to get jordan to go but he couldn't go so yeah um i I definitely want to get down some crew games you're not missing much not going to crew stadium it's like a it's like a high school football stadium i mean it really is i went to the u.s mexico game in late was it, I think, 17, November of 17, yeah. uh, where Mexico won on a late header by your boy. My boy. boy. Your boy. 
Who was it? Marquez, right? Yeah, Rafa yeah. Marquez. Rafa it, it happened. Marquez. It happened literally right in front of me. But uh, but yeah, it, it, for that game, I mean, for a USA Mexico game, it was a great atmosphere. Um, I'm really excited to see what the new stadium's going to look like and and go to games at the new stadium. But obviously, we're a few years away from that. But um, I, I, you know, I, I've never understood. Sorry to interrupt. I've never understood why they don't like play more. Like speaking of the U.S. team, I know we're talking about the crew. I've never understood why the crew doesn't play games. I'm sorry, I don't understand. I don't understand why the U.S. national team doesn't play games at um, the Horseshoe or whatever it's called. Do they just think they can't One fill of the up the stadium? For that is just getting OSU to agree with. Oh, okay. That's a okay. big okay. thing. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That's a One big of, thing. One of the topics that always comes up is uh, the Blue Jackets ever hosting an outdoor game, and everybody always says, "Well, I mean, you've got." got such a great marriage there you've got you know ohio state yeah uh, the horseshoe working with ohio state to get them to agree to it you almost have to like sign over uh for lack of a better your soul to ohio state really okay interesting yeah well it's like you've got to make it worth their while gotcha. yeah, like ohio state is its own entity like, they're such like a said, like you said yeah. it's a city within yeah. a city yeah and they know that they have the biggest facility mm-hmm. the most accessible facility uh, that can be used anywhere near Columbus. So as far as like an outdoor event. So they know immediately that they have your, for lack of a better term, nuts and a vice. So they, yeah. they obviously use that to their advantage to try and get, get whatever that. they want. Okay, okay. Um, but I'm interested to see this new stadium. Uh, I, as I've talked with Jordan a little bit, um, both Jordans actually, I'm getting more into the MLS this year. Uh, I'm a big soccer fan, but I'm a big European soccer fan. So... I've always kind of viewed the MLS as kind of like, you know, dumpy soccer, basically. It, well, it kind of is. But <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> but I'm definitely going to get uh, back into it for sure, and the crew's going to be my team definitely, not only because it's the proximity-wise, it's the closest team, but mm. they're now owned by the Browns. Yeah, true. Um, well, the owners of the Browns bought the crew, so technically they're owned by the Browns. I know people... Hashtag save the crew. That's right. So I, I know people who work for the Browns who are now also working for the crew. They're kind of going back and forth between Columbus and Cleveland um, a little bit. So essentially they've become like one organization. Um, and you see that a lot in cities where the same group owns multiple teams. Um, like the Cavs own the Lake Erie Monsters. So, you know, everything that the – and I worked for the Monsters. I also worked for the Cavs because of that. So it's all like, it's all like one family. So – um, I think you're going to see a revitalized crew. I think you're going to see more money being dumped into the team. Obviously, you're seeing the new stadium, the new uh, stadium district that's going to be built. So I think things are looking up and up for the crew. I mean, they can't look, they can't go down any much more because they literally were on the brink of moving. So, um, like Jordan said, hashtag save the crew. So mm-hmm. right. uh, we're on to hopefully bigger and better things for for Columbus for the the soccer team there. Um, I haven't done much research on this, but I'm interested to see if the crew could possibly play any games in Cleveland while their new stadium is being built. And now that the Browns are technically the owners. I'm interested to see that because Browns Stadium only gets used like 10, 12 times throughout the year. And I know the Browns are always looking for more ways to have hold events at Browns Stadium. So I wonder if now that they own the crew that you could see some games up at Brown Stadium. That would be really cool. Yeah. 
That would be really. But cool. it's also just to extend their brand. I mean, yeah. You know, ideally, I'm sure that the ownership group wants to create a pipeline from Columbus to Cleveland for the, with the two teams, as far as like, you know, fan interest. So it'll be interesting to see for sure. That's oh, right. That's cool. Rallying points for yeah. the Save the Crew movement was using that uh, as a means to pressure uh, pre court and uh, I'll call them thugs that wanted to rip the team <laughs> away from Columbus. Yeah. Well, hopefully we don't. You know, we don't have to worry about that thug anymore. He's got his own team to <laughs> screw up down in Austin. So. Uh, exactly. So we're talking hockey. We're talking soccer. Those are those are the two biggest sports that. Two of the biggest sports that you'll see, uh, I would say, more fan interaction uh, than other sports. I, I feel like more of the American sports you don't you don't see this as much, um, other than just cheering and booing. But I guess what I'm getting at is uh, sports that have more fans that chant at games that are more like interactive with the games when you're watching them on TV you'll hear the fans during a random boring part of the game just because, you know, they're having their own party in the stands. So the top five this week that we're going to go through is our top five sports chants. And uh, Jordan, you're our guest this week, so go ahead and start us off. All right. Having me kick this off. Um, so being the hockey fan that I am, I will say mine has more of a uh... – transcend across sports um, so starting with number five uh, is definitely a hockey staple and I just put it as uh, various chirps uh, chirping uh, being big in hockey either whether it be players uh, going after each other on the ice uh, just short little jabs um, that might even come from the stands um, back when we were in college I would actually go to a lot of the BG hockey games and one of the great things about BG's arena is that the student section is literally right over the glass. Um, yep. There's basically nothing between you and the game. Um, so if you stand at the right level, you know the players hear you, and that's one of the best interactions. Um, so something that Dan and I would go back and forth with, it would just be stupid things. Like, it would just be the dumbest things that come into your mind. Uh, one guy, it was, I want to say Northern Michigan, uh, Darren Olver was yeah. the player's name. And just the entire game, I was just going after him. I didn't know him. I didn't know anything specific about him. Um, <laughs> this is a true I just story. His last name, and uh, so just every time he'd skate by, over, you're a garbage man. You're terrible. You're awful. <laughs> that had nothing to do with the game, but just hearing it coming out of the student section. You're garbage, over, garbage. You know, getting personally called out in front of. <laughs> that's so funny um, you know just coming up with little things during the game um trying to get in goalies heads is always a fun thing um so something i tried to get to, to take off was uh goalies have little rituals that they'll do uh with stoppages of play to try to get themselves to focus get back into the game uh one of them is just kind of you know skating little circles around the boards uh, so when you've got a goalie doing that just uh mimicking his movement and vocalizing it so that would just be skate 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 
<laughs> uh, sure, okay. And then usually because they're so habitual, you can kind of time it out. You know how many strides they take. Um, and so every now and then you throw in an extra one. So skate, 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 turn, and see if you can throw them off. That's hilarious. To you, or, you know, you found that uh, you've been able to get in their head and kind of break up their focus. Boy, and like stop holding That that's that's my favorite one, by the way. <laughs> Easily. I would have thought it was Well that that's not really a chant, but <laughs> that's more just an observation about yep. puck flies. Yep. Um, number four for me um, is just a very basic one. Um, unfortunately, as much as I love the blue jackets, we're not very creative when it comes to our chants. Uh, we're very big on the one, two, three chants, so just you know, kind of very repetitious. Um, but this one, uh, just C, B, J, C, B, J. Yeah, um, okay. It takes me back to our playoff series where we finally won a game. Because uh, our first foray into the playoffs, we were swept by the Detroit Red Wings 4 nothing. So um, until we got back in against the Penguins and actually won a game, that was kind of a new chant um, for the Jackets that year. Um, and even after the Jackets got eliminated, um, at the very end of uh, game six, the crowd basically gave a standing ovation using that chant as just kind of a, a thank you to the team uh, and also just kind of, you know, this this is the new Blue Jackets. Yeah, okay. The old Blue Jackets couldn't win a playoff game. We're moving forward. We got that monkey off our back, you know. Looking forward, we're looking for that playoff victory, but it just takes me back to being at those games and kind of, you know, being able to say, you know, this is something we can do. This is something we can be a part of every year. Uh, number three, uh, I give credit to Michigan Tech. Uh, this was at the uh, Great Lakes Invitational, and their band was very creative, um, kind of with their chirps and chants. Um, so the officials always come out onto the ice before uh, both pl- uh, teams do. So the officials come out onto the ice, and everyone in the band shrinks down except for one trombone player. And you just hear... Playing the opening lines for If I Only Had a Brain. And it just reverbed through the entire arena. It was just... It was one of those where it kind of takes you a second. You're trying to figure it out. And then once you get it and you see what's going on, um, it was a good one. They also, uh, for any calls that they disagreed with, they had a... Uh, a large uh, top sheet, just a white top sheet from a bed with a giant picture of a bull on it so they could all just point in unison <laughs> and chant bull sheet, bull sheet. Oh, um, that's funny. Kind of staying with the family friendly but still getting your point across that uh, you didn't feel that uh, that was inaccurate. <laughs> that is, that's actually really funny. I like that. Uh, number two for me is kind of a combination. Um, it's usually more reserved for the playoffs. Uh, just, uh, we want the cup. We want the cup. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That one you usually get in later rounds, obviously, because uh, once you're closer to that, you can actually start kind of talking about it. Um, it's something that actually makes me very angry in uh, the NHL video games. Uh, like, game one, round one of the playoffs, they'll have the crowd start chanting that. It's like, well, you've got 16 wins to go, so let's, <laughs> let's put off that on the back burner for now. Yeah. I understand that's just programming and stuff, but... Uh, Little things that get to me like that. And then obviously the uh, when you're facing elimination and you know you've got a team on the ropes and 
You're basically just counting down the seconds for the clock. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. That's a classic. Unfortunately, that's been us uh, <laughs> in Columbus for a while, so we're looking to get that uh, reverse. That maybe on somebody else for once. Uh, my number one, and I couldn't, uh, I, I, I couldn't narrow it down. Uh, University of Michigan. Uh, Yost Arena chance. If you've ever experienced a game at Yost Arena, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. The student section, the entire arena, they all know all of these chants. Uh, anytime the uh, opposing goalie lifts his mask to take a drink of water, refresh, ugly goalie, ugly goalie, and then as soon as he pops his mask back down, they all cheer. Um, every penalty that they get, um, it, it's similar to uh, the BG chant um, of a sea of bye-bye, and then it is a string of expletives that I can't get into because it moves so fast <laughs> and is so long, I, I don't think we have the time. But literally every penalty that the opposition gets goes with that. Uh, every goal has a count-off, uh, and yelling at the goalie. It's just amazing. Um, I went to the Frozen Four in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the Excel Energy Center. Michigan versus Minnesota. Minnesota has a two to three goal lead pretty much the entire game. There is one section lower bowl of Michigan fans louder than the entire rest of the arena. And they're down two goals and they're still pumping yeah. out these chants, still trying to get their team back hyped up into it. And it literally, I think, it took an empty net and 30 seconds left for the Minnesota fans to eventually overpower those guys. Yeah. And it's just incredible to watch. It's it's an experience. Yeah. All right. So that's Jordan's top five. Thanks. Uh, let's go. Jimmy, you want to give yours? I don't think I can top that, but I can give it, <laughs> give it a shot. Very detailed. All right. Uh, so some of mine aren't so much chance. A couple of them are more just like classic songs are they, that you hear that people sing along to. Are they round ball rowdy chants? None of them are round oh. ball rowdy chants. Not one. The Actually, round ball do, rowdies. We did do one of these. <clears throat> All right. So number five. Maybe not just the specific one, but whether it's overrated or who's your daddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. anything that, yeah. that yeah. follows that beat, I think, is just so classical. The, uh, the iconic uh, who's your daddy when uh, Yankees fans were chanting it at Pedro back in the day. You remember yeah. that? Back in the day. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, born. yeah. 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 No, yeah. that was this was like no, this was like this 2000, would have been like late 90s, right? Yeah. Or, or early 2000s? No, it was too early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. yeah. It was the year before they came back three. The Red Sox came back three zero on them. Yeah, that's right. That was the yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So anything along those lines, who's your daddy's probably my favorite. Or we can't hear you at the yeah. high school football oh, games yeah. if we were destroying. Or if you're most, on, if if you're the road team, yeah, and yeah, you're you're smashing them. You just chant, we can't hear you to the the home team student section. Or, uh, start the buses. Oh yeah. <laughs> or if you're Classic. playing or if you're playing Brunswick, it's start the tractors. <laughs> Classic. So, number 4, since you two are uh, pretty big WWE fans, wrestling fans in general, I'm sure you're going to know this one. Daniel Bryan's yes chant. We would do that yes. for uh, football games. Yes. It just takes oh, yeah. one person. Oh yeah. I I think <laughs> So my senior year, nobody ever did it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try this out. So I was front row in the student section. And I was, a couple of my buddies were around me. I'm like, let's just try this, see if it catches on. Yeah. So I slowly go, 
yes <laughs> yes and then everybody else around and everybody does it it's just the easiest chant so electric oh yeah it's oh, so yeah. cool once you get a huge group to do it yeah it's I, I remember i remember when it got uh where it first went started going mainstream uh it got on sports center because michigan state was doing it at the breslin center and the entire arena did it mm -hmm. and that's when like it first like got out of wwe for lack of a better term the wwe universe but uh yeah yeah caught on so quick yeah but uh so that's number four number three i'm sure each of you have this i know dan i think has it the seven nation army chant oh hell yeah you can't go wrong i think every single sports oh, fan yeah. has either so participated many. in that or has heard it before mm -hmm. i don't even have to sing it everybody knows what that is you pulling it up yeah we'll pull up a better version Banger. instead of jordan's I thought mine was pretty good, actually. Mm -hmm. Woo! I'm not sure which, like, college teams do it, but they... I think every college. And then it, it got... It got oh, yeah. I mean, OSU, I know... It got big in the NBA. Like, the Heat, the heat did it yeah. when LeBron... Well, like, you, when LeBron was You know, there. in Bundesliga, almost, like, it's every game in Bundesliga, they yeah. play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I know that's more of a song, not so much a chant. Along with these next two, they're songs, but... I have songs in mind. Yeah, the whole crowd, all the fans chant along. Uh, number two, I know Virginia Tech does this. I'm not sure if you're aware. They uh, play Enter Sandman. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is so crazy. The greatest uh, sporting entrance of any sport all time is when the Virginia Tech football team comes out of that tunnel to mm -hmm. Enter Sandman. Mm -hmm. I get goosebumps when when there's when they they come out out of the tunnel that's underneath their student section and then the student section starts it and then eventually everybody in the stadium is jumping up and yep. down. But I mean, along with football, basketball does it too. And like right before tip off, they play it. And once like the tip off, you know, they're already starting playing. They cut the music, but all the fans finish the song. Nobody stops. Nobody yeah. starts chanting. Yeah, nobody stops chanting. It's just oh my god, I need to be a part of it someday. Kent needs to catch on. I don't, know, I don't know what they're doing. You should go to a football game next year and start trying to start the yes champ. You and t all 12 of your friends. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of friends. Um, I'm not sure if you're pulling it up. No, I'm pulling something. I'm pulling one for mine up. Got you. Okay. And then number one, everybody knows this, but more specifically, my favorite UFC fighter comes out to this song and he's fighting this weekend. Stipe. Darren Till. Oh. He's an Englishman. English. Liverpool. The dirtiest accent I've ever heard. Liverpool. You can't even understand him. Uh, but he comes out to Sweet Caroline. And it's, really? Oh, yeah. Geez. He does. He times it up so perfectly. Just like when the chorus hits, he's running out. He's running out of oh, the... Oh, so he's going for, like, yeah. ironic. And the first time he ever played it was at his... Uh, wherever in Liverpool he fought for the first time. And everybody was singing it. But I think the Liverpool soccer team, that's, like, their song, yeah, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So yeah, everybody. The Red Sox started this, and then just like every single sports uh -huh. team does, Sweet yeah. Caroline at their games. Yeah. Now. But instead of them singing "bum bum bum," they say Liverpool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. That's dumb that's my number one. Liverpool's dumb. But, <laughs> <laughs> but all right, there you go. All right, uh, I'll go next. Uh, so number five is a song, and uh, this is one of my favorite songs to hear at a sporting event. Like. If it's late in the fourth quarter and your team like just came back and took the lead and the opposing team took a timeout and you're waiting for them to come back. 
Oh, yeah. Classic. This is a classic. We'll let it go just a little bit. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This this is this is in a lot of games. A I lot feel of like it's only basketball. Yeah, it's very basketball. 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 You'll see it at football too. Yeah. Like they play this at Browns games. You don't hear it a lot because up until like this past year, the Browns are never winning. But <laughs> when I hear this song, this song, I think of uh, it's Cedar Point. But here it goes. Here it goes. Here's the chant. Here's the chant. Hey, you suck. Yeah. You point. You point to the opposing team's bench. And then you keep going. Hey, you suck. We're gonna beat the shit out of you. I like and you. It. And you. And you. And you. And you. I like it. Yeah, I didn't Classic. Know that. I, I didn't know all the other lyrics. But. It makes me think of Ohio State when they. Yeah. Uh, There's literally no lyrics to that song. It's just yeah, what people, fans. Yeah, whatever up with. fans. Does yeah. anybody have that Ohio State's kickoff chant? Uh-huh. They, they scream, oh, oh, H I O, rip their oh. effing heads off. <laughs> Of course they do. Oh, I don't pay attention to Ohio State, Jimmy. All right. Uh, okay, Jordan. <laughs> what do you watch? The Houston uh, football team? No, I don't watch. <laughs> I don't support University of Houston. I support the Longhorns. All right. Anyway, so uh, number four for me, Jordan kind of mentioned it. Michigan does it, but I'm going to go with the BG version. Uh, so at hockey games, uh, if you go to a BG hockey game, which outside of me and Jordan, I don't know why either of you two would ever go. But, yeah, probably not. You know. <laughs> Uh, so, just in case you find yourself there. Yeah, you know, whatever. I was just there a couple weeks ago. And uh, so when an opposing player gets a penalty, you know, they'll stop play. Yeah. And when the student section starts to see the player start to skate over towards the penalty box, they'll start an oh. And as soon as he steps one foot into the penalty box, they'll stop the oh. And then they'll go, see ya. Bye bye, jackass. <laughs> oh, okay, that's yeah. cool. So I like all that. that yeah, unison, like, which is yeah, fun. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so that that was uh, that was always a good time, especially as a college kid when you were at games liquored up. So yeah, <laughs> almost got almost got banned from the uh, hockey arena freshman really? year because I flipped off the Michigan team as they were coming off the ice. Wow, uh, Dan's dark days. Dan's dark days. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. I I, I do I, I did love that game when we played Notre Dame when their football team was like two and ten, and we were ch- and they were actually beating us in hockey that game. So their fans were getting a little rowdy. So we just started chanting "Let's play football" because we're BG and they're Notre Dame. Oh right right. right. So historically, you would think no chance, but they were two and ten, and I think that year we were like eight and four, nine and three. Or oh something. okay okay. So we were chanting at Notre Dame. Saying, That's let's hilarious. play football. That's funny. Well, and then to cap that off, I just screamed at the top of my lungs, even Jesus hates your football. <laughs> oh. That's, that would get the chat. Oh, sure. that's, sure. that's great. Uh, number three, which uh, I should slap myself for for it not being number one. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Who? Who? Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Who? Who? That's not number one. It's not number one. It's I'm number surprised. three. I'm very Why are you wearing a brown hat? That's true. Take That's it true. off. You're a fake fan. Okay, whatever. The guy wearing a Texans hoodie. 
How does that make me feel? Right, doesn't know more than like five players on the team. I'm not I, any what, you, what, is, what is this coming from? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this guy has all this confidence now that they're not going 0 and 16 all of a sudden. What if we did? That would be that would be very funny. Like, 27 players would have to get hurt now for the Browns to go 0 and 16 again. That's a very specific number. You want to put money on it? Yeah, I I bet you my life savings the Browns aren't going 0 and 16 this year. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna put money on that because I can make a lot when they do go 0 and 16. <clears throat> you don't know how much is in my bank account. <laughs> it's not a lot. <laughs> uh, especially after the last couple months and everything I've had to spend yeah. money on. But anyway, I that's beside the point. Yeah. Like so so number two for me uh, originated as a sock like a. For me, I don't know where the actual origination yeah, I think it was of this a college. is. I think it originated in yeah, college. But uh, for me, I first heard it for like Akron soccer. Both of my brothers went to Akron, so I went to a, a couple of Akron soccer games. The uh, And then I've heard it at U.S. games, but the uh, staggered I, I believe, I believe, I believe that, I believe that we, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. You've you never, never heard did this? that. You never did that at the football games in high school. No, no, that was like our signature thing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's, That's like what I'm saying. Yeah, it didn't originate with US soccer. You know what? You know what we did my senior year in high school. I was gonna say, I think he's younger. He's probably just seeing that. Oh, he, know, Jimmy's Jimmy's Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy will be turning 21 in like two weeks. 17 days, baby. Yeah, <laughs> baby. So anyway, uh, you know what we did in high school is uh, we had uh, people in our senior class for the Brunswick game. Dress up as hillbillies and oh, that's, that's, yeah, and actually, and actually, and actually, <laughs> yeah, and actually take a green little tykes tractor and take it over to their student section. <laughs> that's funny. Shout out Craig Campbell if you're out there. How good was the football team though? Then uh, we beat them 33 to 13. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, that was senior year. We tried to rip the fence out of the out of their field, but got stopped by the cop. <laughs> yeah, soft. Soft. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yep. Soft. I digress. And then number two, Jimmy Jimmy mentioned it. So Jimmy, number one. And we play yeah, number one. Jimmy mentioned it and we already played it. Seven Nation Army. I just whether it's to start a game, to end a game when you're winning, whatever, just that, you know, getting the crowd yeah. to jump up and down and go, oh, 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 oh. So that's my favorite. And that's my top five. Cool. Guns. I'm up next. So I hate Liverpool FC a lot. Liverpool. But um, I can't deny that they're when they sing You'll Never Walk Alone, that's pretty cool. And that's that phrase alone is really cool. I I just I respect that. I respect the words, I respect what that means, that they're all together and I just like that. I'm a big fan of I get really into that emotional side of fanhood and i'm all about it so uh you'll never walk alone is really cool when the fans sing that out loud again i hate them so when they're singing it i'm probably not happy but um number four is the campiones chant they sing this a lot i think united made this popular but then city was chanting it when they when they won it's like united and city you've got to you've got to say what specify that Oh, Manchester City. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manchester United, Manchester yeah. City. And uh, other teams, many teams have seen, but it's like, campiones, campiones, ole, ole, ole. Yeah. It's just, they, like, City, Manchester City sang it when they were winning, finally. And, yeah. you know, it's it just, it's a it's a fun chant. Did, have you, have you, uh, have you seen the song that, Liber- I think it's, Liber- uh, 
uh, Roberto Firmino, does he play for Liverpool? Uh, Firmino, yeah, he does. Yeah. The song that they sing for him, I did. They not. call him Bobby. Okay. I'll have okay. to play it for you. After yeah, that, so. definitely show it to me later. Yeah. Um, uh, number three for me is I believe as well. Uh, I get really into the World Cup, and that, I thought that was a really cool chant that the U.S. soccer adopted. Yeah. Uh, but we already went into that. Number two, as a Spurs fan, uh, Tottenham Spurs, not not San Antonio. <laughs> Let me make that very clear. Uh, when the Spurs go marching in, many teams adopt this as their yeah. anthem. But it's just cool when like, you hear like like the Saints. Yeah, even the Saints do it. Yeah. Well, when you hear like the whole like when you hear like the whole stadium oh, gosh, singing yeah. this it is it, yeah move like when uh it happened when when kane tied up the arsenal game a few weeks ago i mean i i think every single person in the stadium was singing it don't they like, start it in like slow-mo too yeah they do the yeah. slow one then they do then they do the faster one where they're all clapping and then they do uh like they'll they'll chant like oh and the spurs oh and the yeah, spurs. yeah 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 and they just they keep it going like that uh and number one my favorite uh is cielito lindo uh, when the Mexican oh, national team, this is the song that everyone calls. They're like, ah, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh man! First of all, that's like, a, it's like the unofficial anthem of Mexico, just in general. Yeah. It's really emotional. Outside of their actual national anthem. Well, right, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, kind of, yeah. I, I don't know if it's, you agree with this. It kind of sounds like a Russian song. It definitely does sound like a Russian song, and they do this weird thing where they yeah. put their hands on their chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like they're in like the Soviet army. Yeah, or something. it's like help um, or something. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, I love Cielito Lindo. I actually saw a Mexican national team in Kansas City, and Kansas the crowd City. the crowd sang it after Hernandez scored a goal, and it was like really cool. It was the coolest thing. Uh, it's just a really fun. It's an easy to sing along with song. The lyrics are just random, but it just fit. it's one of those songs that you're just like, what does this have to do with soccer? I don't know, but it's Mexican, so yeah. No, it's a great it's a great chant, and I think it's one of the better ones in my opinion. So yeah, man, no, it's so good to see him supporting yeah. San Antonio Spurs like this. I, 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 I awesome. would I would rather. I would rather like awesome cut one. off my own. I don't know. Don't. I, don't, did, I didn't finish. Don't go there. I almost went there. I, I would rather <laughs> harm myself than support the Spurs. Family Spurs. podcast. Yeah, that would be that would be like. Uh, I caught myself. I caught myself. Yeah, that would be like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be like me putting a Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, no, it's it's literally in my top the, five. the Spurs. The the San Antonio Spurs are to the Rockets what the Steelers are to Cleveland. Yeah. So. Not that's anymore. Awesome that that's so cool. But anyway, yeah, that's, nice, that's a so nice. That's a nice. Hey, that's I a nice segue. Speaking of the the current state of the Browns and Steelers, uh, our poll this week, the LTL poll of the week, are the Browns Super Bowl contenders? I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but uh, the Browns have been making some moves. What happened? Uh, okay, not funny. <laughs> Who's this BBJ guy? <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's BB Eight, first of all, and he's a droid. And he's a droid in the new Star Wars movies. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. No, uh, the Browns. I, mean, I know you're from Cleveland, but it's it's the Columbus Blue Jackets, not the Ohio Blue Jackets. So if you could change that in the script from who put that? CBJ, that'd be really helpful. Where's that? Who did that? Where is it? Are you making fun of me? That's awesome that we got LBJ. You got me. You, 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 he's been trying to do it the whole time. He finally did it. So LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, baby. Nope. And not, nope. And not LeBron James either. Uh, Browns traded for OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, 
I'm gonna source uh, our emergency episode that actually myself and our former co-host Paul recorded uh, a couple days ago because uh, I was just sitting on my couch. My brother was over, and Paul was like eating dinner at the table, and I got the Bleacher Report notification on my phone. I'm like, holy expletive! Uh, the Browns just traded for OBJ, and like I had to double check it. I had to go into like verified Twitter accounts that I follow, like football accounts, and see if it was actually true. And then it was starting to come down that it was true. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, like we talked about it in the episode. Like, I when the Browns drafted Johnny Manziel in 2014, which, yeah, we all know how that turned out. We don't have to go back on that and make fun of me. I made fun of myself enough. But when that happened, I literally ran throughout my house screaming because I was an idiot and thought that he was the savior of the franchise. <laughs> Um, you should have known a Texas A&M well, boy can't well, save your franchise. Hey, don't we got Miles Garrett? So slow down with that. But um, okay, point taken. Uh, I was a little more tempered this time because of my prior, you know, indulgences in freaking out about uh, Browns player acquisitions. But definitely felt that needed an emergency episode uh, for an instant raw reaction. So check that out. Uh, that's on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, but I, you guys obviously weren't there to record with us. I wanted to get your guys' opinions, and Jordan, you too, um, what your thoughts are. Like, were you shocked? Um, where do you think this put this puts the Browns in the NFL hierarchy now? And uh, how did you guys vote on this poll? Whoever wants to start. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I voted no, and I was how the first dare. person to vote no. Because uh, I like to stay optimistic, but not overly optimistic. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but, you know, I think this is one of the moments in Cleveland sport history where everybody's going to be able to recall where they were when we found out that the Browns traded for Odell. Yeah. 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 Um, I, uh, my, my computer's like screaming. Sorry if you can hear that. Um, it's, <laughs> you know, it's being super loud. Yeah. Your fan's on. Yeah. Um, I told you my computer's hacked. So anyway, uh, like people, especially in Cleveland, uh, sports talk radio were, Comparing it to the day that LeBron came back, and I think that was a little ridiculous because it's not that big. Like OBJ's never done any. Like he's he's a fantastic receiver, one of the best in the NFL, but he's not a guy. Like there's no his like, there's no history there. Like with LeBron coming back, there was all of that emotion, all of that uh, you know repairing that had nostalgia. To, yeah, all of that that had to be redone. So I, I I'm not going that far. Mm-hmm. Um, as but far it's as up like, there. But it, I, I will say, I do think it might go down, right at least right now, as the biggest sports trade in Cleveland history. The biggest, like, trade. Not It doesn't have, like, the pomp and circumstance of a LeBron coming back, but, like, the significance is there. And this is, like, a signal from the Browns to the rest of the NFL, like, almost like, you know, to a more notoriety more of a notoriety level than the Blue Jackets just because, you know, the NFL is king. But kind of similar to what Jordan said earlier about the Blue Jackets, like, all right, we're going for it. Like, the Browns are all in. Like, the Browns aren't tr- just trying to be good this year. The Browns are the Browns are legitimately are trying to win the Super Bowl this year. And that might be hyperbole. I voted yes on the poll just because I, I feel like the only reason why people are voting no is because they're like, oh, well, it, it, it's still the Browns. They've never done anything, so how could I vote yes? Well, the Browns have ne- also never made moves like this. 
and have never had a team that's that was this talented. So I kind of hijacked what you were saying, but but uh, but I voted yes. Jordan. Piggybacking off of that, um, I think a lot of it just comes down to kind of the wording of the question. You know, you're, you're not asking, are the Browns going to the Super Bowl? You're asking, right. can they contend? Right. And when you add a weapon like that to what they already have, and some the point that you've been making in the past couple um, podcasts just about, you get to go into the draft this year, and you don't have to worry about, where's our quarterback? Right. Where is this position? Now you get to think, okay, what do we need and how can we accessorize it in a way? You get a weapon like that and it turns you into a team that people look to and say, well, that's going to be scary. And that's, I think, what kind of, that's what prompted me to say yes, because that's what I'm thinking with the Blue Jackets, like you said, you know, going all in. Right. Instead of being that team that either loses a piece at the trade deadline or does nothing and just kind of says, well, we'll see what we can do with what we have. You've got both big Ohio professional teams now saying, no, we're, we're going for it. We think that we can do this. And, you know, is there a chance that it blows up in your face? Slight, but it's still a better move, I think, than doing nothing or letting him go elsewhere. Right. That's the big thing for the Blue Jackets was, um, you know, hey, we added two guys at least for the, the end of this year and maybe we can get them to re-sign. Um, I kind of moved on from Panarin and Bobrovsky, and now I'm saying, well, let's make sure we can try to get Duchesne and Zingle to stay. So you get a guy um, like OBJ coming into the Browns, that just shows you it's a culture change. It's no longer, oh, okay, yeah, it's the Browns, they're going to mess something up. It's it's the Browns, and they're for real, and they're picking up weapons along the way. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about that? Um, <clears throat> I was just talking to a lot of people, and uh, like 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 Jordan just said, it's it's a culture change. It's just not another acquisition that the Browns made in the yeah. off season. Um, you can just see it all over Twitter, all over social media. Just the attitude change from all. I mean, we were obviously uh, happy and optimistic just from going what was it seven eight and one. Yep. Yeah, we were all hyped about that. But now that we added this other piece, we added all the other defensive players we just acquired. Um, I don't know. I just think something special in the city of Cleveland. It's it's just kind of funny how you see the Cavs almost tank, hit rock bottom, and how this other team rises to yeah. the top. Yeah. And it uh, and it's much needed. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it, um, and I I you know Jordan Jordan's the same age as me, and you know we've never seen the Browns be good. I mean, there was that one year in two thousand seven. Obviously, that means Jimmy's never seen the Browns be good, and Jordan, you know, Jordan's lived here for you know just you know a handful of years, so obviously he has he's you know he's not a diehard Browns fan, but you know he likes to see Cleveland teams do well. But um, there's there's nothing we haven't experienced anything like we will if the Browns are consistently contenders for the Super Bowl. The city, like the yeah. city of Cleveland, will like spontaneously combust. Mm-hmm. Lake Erie will catch on fire. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The river already caught on fire, and the and the lake. It will freeze and catch on fire at in the December. same at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. So uh, I mean, Jordan, what are your thoughts as kind of like an 
uh, Gonzalez is kind of like an outsider. Uh, um, so, well, I was honestly really impressed by the Browns last year, uh, just with what they had and what they did last year. So, um, they impressed me a lot. I really didn't think they would win a lot last year. I thought they'd probably win maybe four games, but they won a lot more than that. So, uh, huge improvement and in, in, in every level. Um, so to answer your question, you know, them getting OBJ is obviously huge. It, it's, it's bigger than just, um, <laughs> it's bigger than just, we got ourselves a superstar receiver. It's also, you got yourselves an, uh, you got yourselves an internationally known sports star. Yeah. Like he's very famous yeah. in Europe for, he hangs out with the soccer players and stuff. So he, he was just um, in London this week. Yeah. So he's he's well known throughout the world. So you get a you get a bunch of that like glitz and glamour, which is always good for business, the business side right. of things, and for the fans. People like OBJ hype up the fans. You know, yeah, you get a little risk. You know, there's been murmurs of uh, rumors. I mean, of him being a, a locker room problem. Whatever. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, but I, the Giants are kind of in a, in disarray right now, so I, I would well, they, you have to yeah. take that with a bit of salt. Um, they just spent forty million dollars yeah. on Golden Tate. Like, yeah, I, you, you gotta you gotta take that with a bit of salt. Um, yeah. Anyways, so t- to give you an answer, I, I don't believe they're Super Bowl contenders this year. Uh, I do think they are favorites to win the AFC North. I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. I really don't. So wouldn't that um, make them a? No, because I think they. I don't see how they could be any of the AFC teams that they probably have to face. I mean, you know, it depends. It depends. Well, it depends on who they have to face. Would they, could they win the first round? Sure. But I don't know how much farther they go than that. I mean, no one's beating the Patriots until realistically, it's going to be difficult to beat the Patriots until Brady's gone. Um, you know, the, the chiefs are probably still going to be a very good team. It looks like the Texans are going to be a joke this year. So I don't know what their deal is going to be. Uh, and who knows who else is going to pick up the slack this year. But, yeah, I think they could make – I think they should make the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to be actual Super Bowl contenders yet. Now, if they could get to the Super Bowl, I don't – I'm not – you know, we'll see how the, the NFC is this year. But last year's NFC, once the Saints went out, there it, it was a joke. I mean, they, you know, the, 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 char, uh, um, the Rams weren't – even remotely capable of keeping up, but somehow they got there. But yeah, so I think they'll be they'll make the playoffs. I just don't know how much farther they'll go from there this year. That's just this year, though. In the future, absolutely think they can be Super Bowl contenders. Which absolutely. is crazy to think. Well, and they, they have a mindset like the G- Dorsey has a mindset of he wants to actually yep. win. This isn't one of those Cincinnati Bengals or Houston Texans, you know, bullshit where they're just kind of what are you guys doing? Like, what is your goal? Like, what is your honest goal for being a football club? They're like, no, we want to win. We're bringing in superstars. We're making crazy trades. Dorsey ordered more gum. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it, well, I, I think they're legit. They've also built their roster to where it's sustainable. Uh, they have. That's true. Their, their star players are all 26 and younger. Right. And they're all under control. Right. Um, I think they have, right now, they have two players on the roster that are 30 and over. Two. Yeah, yeah. So they're very like, young. So they're, they're like a future they're, team. They're so crazy. they're essentially they're the young, they're one of the youngest teams in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Um, and they've been that way for a while. But the difference is, is they're the youngest with like exponential talent. Yeah. 
Like, there's not many holes well, on this football I team. I mean, they have to be the best wide receiving team in the league, right? On or paper. one of the best on paper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Baker Mayfield, Okay, you never know how the second year is going to go. But right. he proved himself to be a legit NFL quarterback. I don't understand how he couldn't be the franchise quarterback. I mean, this is a different person. You, we haven't seen – Browns fans haven't seen a quarterback like this. Yeah. In decades, probably. Right. So – Everything's looking on the up and up again. So when I say they're not contenders, I just I mean like this year. I just don't think they're going to be this year. But I think within the next few years, if they keep going in this direction, why wouldn't they be Super Bowl contenders? Mm. That's yeah. my that's what I think. Yeah, I I, I think they're uh, me personally. I think they're they're already there. I think if I think if you win your division, you're a Super Bowl contender. That's my mm-hmm. personal opinion. Um, but we'll see what happens. They, they have to prove it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. But uh, if you want to hear kind of like some more in-depth about the actual trade and when it went down, uh, go check out our emergency episode uh, on SoundCloud and iTunes uh, featuring myself mm-hmm. and Paul Baker, our former ho- co-host. And, uh, yeah, so that was, that was fun to do that with Paul. So uh, real quick before we wrap up here uh, – Jordan's got a Columbus restaurant that he wants to review real quick. But first, I want because a couple weeks ago, and this shocked Jimmy, and he was like offended by it almost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I voiced my displeasure for the Chipotle knockoff Piata Italian street food. Ooh, this uh, I like it. I'm Italian, so I'm very picky when it comes to Italian food. So for me. <laughs> To see a fast, casual uh, Italian restaurant is a little weird to me. So I've had it a few times. And then yesterday, I because they had a buy one, get one free uh, deal going on. I'm like, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give it another shot. So I went over there. I got just, you know, standard spaghetti, meatball dish, whatever. And I will say, that's the first time I've ever had their meatballs. Their meatballs are fire. You loved every bite oh. of it. Loved every bite of okay. the meatballs. That's what I want to hear. The meatballs. Okay. I'll continue. The actual pasta and the sauce was bland as can be. Okay. Maybe that's because I just I, I just kind of wanted to go for like their stock stuff. You know, like you want to try like, you know, if an Italian place can't do spaghetti meatballs well, it's probably not going to be a good place. So uh, I... I wasn't a big fan of the sauce. The spaghetti was, you know, whatever. It was okay. So I will say it's not as bad as I originally said it was. Oh, all right. What would you have rated it before? The the Piata pepperoni stick, fantastic. Okay. I'm hearing a lot of positives. Well, you know, Dan, I think that where you are with Piata is where I am with Chipotle. I like it. I think the food is generally pretty good, and aspects of it are authentic, if you must. But overall, it's no, it's not. It's not real. It's not. It's not La Plaza, well, which it's, is it's you know, real. It's not. No, I meant. I meant. I meant like <laughs> authentic. It's fake food. Yeah, it's it's fake food. Jordan Jordan was a manager at a Chipotle. Oh yeah, no, I like Chipotle. I just I you know I I Jordan don't even can confirm that it is it is actual food. food. Yeah, it it right. goes down. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, it, I won't never go there again. That's a double negative, but 
You hear that, Piata? After Dan bashed yeah. you guys hey, hey, on hey, the previous hey, episode. Hey. Will you stop? He's okay. taking it back. All right, so we're actually not on the same page then because I actually go to Chipotle a lot. But. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I, I, go through, I go through periods, and I'm sure Jordan working there, you did too, where you've just had it so many times, you just you can't eat it anymore. <laughs> and you got, you, you got to at least take a couple weeks off. Ah. Oh, there you go. For free for almost three years. That's so. good. Yeah, that's money. actually having the idea of having to fork over cash for it. Now yeah, is, is very hard, especially with how much more expensive it's gotten. Oh yeah, like you get yeah, a steak bowl. Something where it felt like there was a, a price increase, maybe once every five years. Now it seems like kind of every other once. Year. Yeah, it's once every like six yeah, months. 10, 15, 25 cent increase. Right. Um. So, so that's my. I wanted to throw that in there because I know that uh, we had kind of a little dust up about Piata a couple weeks ago. But it's a hot topic. Yeah. So we talked about it. Hey, ain't nothing like a Little Caesars hot and ready, though, am I right? All right, we're going to end the oh, podcast there. Oh, God, quit it with the Little Caesars. Don't <laughs> even start this because we're already running over time. Little Caesars is so trash. Thank you. You know what's even you. worse? What? Hungry Howies. This is don't even call this yourself is, an establishment. This is this is a poor, I, and this I is, actually like Hungry And this Howies. is a poor college kid saying that a five dollar uh, uh, hot and ready pizza is trash. With his ten dollar pizzas he I go, gets. I, 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 I do Wendy's <laughs> four through fours all the time. Yeah, I love talking uh, about. Did you see how triggered he got when I said that? Yeah. <laughs> throw hands. Yeah, that was good. You ready to get these hands, Jordan? <laughs> Um, but uh, anyway, Jordan, do you want to uh, real quick go through a uh, one, one of your uh, uh, Columbus restaurant reviews that you've got for us? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this is a place that uh, I've eaten at a few times. Um, the thing that I like about it is uh, that it's American food. It's a little bit of everything, um, and it's uh, a lot of locally sourced food. Um, the place is called Local Roots, so I like that they kind of use that is uh, an open advertisement to say, you know, well, this is what we do. This is how we do it. It's in uh, Powell, Ohio, so uh, kind of the northwest side again of Columbus, closer to me. Um, I mean, walking in, it's uh, kind of your typical uh, kind of American bar grill uh, type restaurant. Um, I mean, you might call it uh, a little nicer, but I wouldn't call it dressy. It's definitely something that you can show up in a shirt. Uh, t-shirt and shorts and you'll be fine um, but what I love about it is just the, the local aspect they try to locally source um, so much of their stuff um, their bread um, if you do bread service uh, comes from a bakery that's literally uh, two or three stores down the street from them a place called Beehive Bread um, hmm. and it's just it's really good <laughs> that's one of the things yeah. that's obviously going to keep you coming back um for me, I'm usually there for uh, either like a burger or they do have actually very good calzones. Um, I've never gotten their huh. pizza, but their calzone is delicious. Yeah. Um, using, again, a lot of locally sourced stuff. And the best part is it's uh, it's so good you don't have to overeat. Because um, some places it's, you know, well, it's good, but I feel like I have to get a lot of it in order to kind of... Uh, Right. Necessitate being there. Right. Uh, so I got, uh, I actually asked for a large calzone when I was there, and the waitress kind of looked at me and she's like, Are, are you sure? And I'm used to getting that. You know, I've right. got a big appetite and, you know, I'm going, Yeah, I think I can do it. And she's like, Because literally this can feed two people. And I was like, oh, Okay, well, I'll back it down. I'll go 
the small, and I'm glad I did. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was rich, it was delicious. Um, I got kind of a mix of everything. I can believe it. Looking at the menu here, I think it's the omnivore. So you've got sausage, pepperoni, ham, onions, olives, peppers, kind of the best of both worlds in the meat and veggie. And it was just so creamy. Uh, they had, uh, I actually think I added like some uh, blue cheese to it, and I just gave it a nice. Uh, almost like buffalo-y type uh, taste to it, but it right. was so good. I mean, I finished it, but I was so happy that I got the small um, instead of the large. Uh, the prices are uh, kind of varied. Um, it just depends on what you're getting, because obviously if you're going to go with locally sourced um, things, you're going to get a little bit higher prices. Uh, one of my other favorites is their lobster mac and cheese. Ooh. Um, yeah, homemade cheese sauce, lobster meat, tomato, uh, herb breadcrumbs on top to get nice and toasted because uh, I think they actually bake it kind of in the dish too so you get that yeah. nice melt all the way through. Um, but, I mean, you really can't go wrong with anything on their menu. Um, another nice thing is that they do a seasonal menu and a feature menu so they'll actually have um, specials throughout the week or every couple weeks that they'll go through. And then another thing that I thought really tied in well with you guys is uh, the drink menu. They have, uh, at last count, it looked like 26 Ohio beers on their menu. Oh, nice. Um, so that's, uh, I mean, bottles and cans for some of them, but they do have some tapped uh, as well. Um, and they do a happy hour from 2 to 7 where Ohio beers are half off. Oh, so basically, nice. you go there that's for dinner, awesome. you're getting half price Ohio beer. Yeah. So you really can't go wrong. Um, I don't know if you guys wanted to do the official countdown. I know that we're going a little quickly here. I can give a quick one. Yeah. Um, he's so actually, like five, he's five actually, atmosphere, very he's doing, vibes. he's doing the actual um, metrics. Oh, Remember, nice. we haven't, yeah. we, we haven't yeah. done that in like, metrics anymore? no, not, we haven't really, but you should, but you should for sure. I was so excited. Now we need I'm to, st- we need, no, we need to start doing <laughs> no, this again. This will get us back into doing it. That's what I do. I yeah. Get us back on track. That's right. Uh-oh. Did we lose him? Hold on. ...from across the restaurant, but uh, I wouldn't say it would be your first place to go to watch a game. Yeah. Um, but the, I would give it at least a solid eight or nine. Or, wow, we're back on fives. Right. <laughs> eight wow. or nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give I haven't it a, done it. I forgot how many, how, how many gold stars? What? What are we doing? Stars? Hot <laughs> You remember, hockey pucks. You remember? You remember? Uh, doing you remember pucks. Beach Day on the Office, where Michael's, where Pam t- says Michael. At one point, you gave it four thumbs up, ten gold stars, and six points. Yeah, let's do uh, hockey pucks. All right, so I, I would definitely give it four hockey pucks. Um, okay. right in the middle of downtown Powell so that's basically the dominant force in the summer of entertainment downtown the portions like I said are incredible it's delicious food that's going to fill you up and not make you feel like you overate you do have to get some of your sides uh, additionally if it's not a sandwich but I think that's kind of commonplace I'd give that probably a four as well. Yeah. 
can get very busy, but you still get great service. At one point, my mother-in-law was about halfway through a lobster mac and just made a comment of, it's good still, it just doesn't quite taste right. They brought out a whole new one for her to take home. Oh, wow. So Interesting. Was, like I said, it's good stuff, so yeah. if you look at it, you can just go, I, I can't eat this here. <laughs> right. Huh. Uh, so I would definitely give that a five. Yeah. And taste, I've got to go with a five there. Wow. Everything sourced as locally as possible. Um, I've never had anything that I didn't like. That's how you know a restaurant's good, is when you get multiple things at a place and everything is good. Because a lot of times, like even at your even at your most favorite restaurants, you have that thing where you tell the people that you're with, like everything's good except like eh, steer clear of this. Yeah, I would definitely say you could get anything on the menu and you'd probably go home happy. Right. Um. So so we'll run run through your totals real quick once again. Right. But a burger is 11 bucks, and that comes with a side. Yeah. And portions, like I said, uh, you know, I, I gave it a solid four. So that's public school kid here, so I'm trying to do math. That's 20, <laughs> 22, 22 out of 25. Pretty good. Don't be faulting strong so that, for that. Fault BG. <laughs> Never. <laughs> shut up, Jordan. Never fault BG. Um, that's pretty good. That's got to be one of the highest uh, places uh, we've ever ever rated. Sounds like this is a place to go. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate that. Uh, what, do you have the address handy? Um, I just shut that. It's in downtown Powell. Just in so case. The name is going to be more local, but I can pull it up real quick. Yeah. Oh. So if any of our Columbus listeners or any of our Cleveland listeners go down to Columbus, be sure to check out Local Roots uh, down there in Powell, which is a uh, suburb of Columbus. Uh, definitely check that out. It's got the uh, it's got the Hoff stamp of approval. So absolutely uh, appreciate that, Jordan. Thanks. So uh, Jordan, co-host Jordan. Uh, real quick, let's just run through. Uh, the events section. I know we've yeah. we've run through that, but just, you know. Yeah, let's run through it again. St. Patrick's Day weekend is this weekend. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is, what, the 17th? Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. So um, you're probably going to have more. You're, Sunday, the, the, Sunday, the, Sunday. The bars are probably going to be busier this weekend in general, but Sunday will probably be really crazy, obviously. Um, so St. Patrick's Day has a big downtown parade on Superior Avenue. Uh, attracts up to 500,000 people usually each year. Uh, one of the best parades in the country for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, lots of bars. Uh, I'm going to burn through them one more time. Might as well. 
Uh, downtown, some of my favorites, Flannery's Pub, City Tap, Harry Buffalo, The Harp, Parnell's Pub, Moriarty's Pub, The Flat Iron, Hofbrauhaus, House. Great place to start, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Old Angle Tavern, Becky's. Yeah. It's a Hofbrauhaus, house, yeah. <laughs> uh, the fun districts downtown. If you're new to town or or just haven't really ever gone out, uh, here's some districts to Google and check out: East Fourth Street, Stadium District, CSU Bars, The Flats, Ohio City West Twenty Fifth Street, Lakewood, Gordon Square, Tremont, and Case slash University Circle Bars. Uh, the other big party on St. Patrick's Day in Cleveland is around Cam's Corners. Um, PJ McIntyre's bar or pub is the big one. It's like, the, it's like the central. Well, how would you describe it? Down like the central flagship bar in Cam's Corners. Yeah, for like yep. especially for St. Patrick's yep. Day stuff. Uh, Mary's Lane will be playing there yeah. St. Patty's Day, like always. Yeah. So, so great check live them music. out. Mary's Lane, great man. Um, some other bars in the region: Smedley's Bar, West Park Station, Farmore Cafe, the Public House, Peace Love, and Little Donuts. If you want to grab a little bite. Um, Common Grounds Coffee Shop and Working Class Brewery is a newer brewery that I really like in the area and I'm sure they'll be doing stuff still for still haven't Patrick's gone there I need to go uh, we'll go there next time we go to a brewery let's go there because now that you're closer we're both closer that's right I'm right down the street actually. yeah we're both about 12 minutes from yeah. us, um, so yeah that's uh, St. Patrick's Day is a big deal in Cleveland so um, and then there's the 43rd annual film festival that's starting the 27th of March going on to April 7th in Tower City Cinemas downtown uh, usually around 100,000 people attend. It's a pretty big deal. It's an international film festival. Um, prices are, vary, but for your average day, you can get in for 14 bucks, $16 for non-members. Discounts for students and seniors, and there are day passes available. Um, so we'll drop a link for that, more information. But yeah, so those are the two big events going on in the next few weeks. Uh, Jordan's over here sending me pictures. Uh from like back in high school where he dressed up as Duff Man for, for Halloween. Duff Man. From The Simpsons? Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, thanks, Jordan. Appreciate it. Uh, so everybody, deep breath. <sighs> that You exhaled. You're supposed to inhale first. <sighs> that was a long episode. That was a long-ass episode. Yeah, it was. How long was it? Almost two hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was really long. But, I brought content. What can I say? Yeah, I know, Jordan. Hey, appreciate it. No, that was that was fun. That was a good time. Uh, thanks to Jordan Hoffman from down in Columbus for joining us this week. Uh, we'll have you on again, um, hopefully soon. But we appreciate you. Thanks. Absolutely glad to be a part of it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. Check out Steve's new blog post on March Madness and the MAC basketball tournament. That started at the queue tonight. Did Toledo win? Oh, Kent so, he did not. so he doesn't. So he doesn't follow that superior. Kent lost. I think they played Toledo. No, they played. I think uh, Central Michigan. Oh, something like that. Well, I don't know. Squeak ball is never my forte. Squeak. <laughs> Squeak ball. Squeak. Ball. But you had to go. Uh, it looks but like we lost to NIU. Oh no. We'll find. I'll find. I'll find out in like another hour whether BG won or not because they're playing right now. 
So, uh, yeah, thanks, Jordan. Appreciate you uh, coming on. And, uh, yeah, I'll have to come down to Columbus soon and see you. What are you doing? Oh, yes. I was very intently looking at these scores. Oh, got it. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, check out Steve's blog. Uh, we'll be back with you next week with our 50th episode. Wow. Can't believe it. 50th anniversary. And uh, we're going to have a very special guest uh, from the Chardon Polka Band. We're going to be talking polka music and Dingus Day. Dingus Day. So I know I know Jordan's pretty uh, hyped for that. So um, we'll right. talk to uh, one of the guys from the Chardon Polka Band uh, next week. And uh, we will catch you guys then. So for... Jordan for Jimmy and for Jordan down in Columbus. Uh, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, and we will catch you guys next week. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye bye.